Hello, Kevin. Hello. So good to be with you guys again this week. So let's just jump right in. We only have a teeny bit of news. Our dark romantic mystery knit along has just finished up. So keep your eyes out on our socials in the Discord group to see if one of your beautiful shawls won a prize. Yay! Hooray! Prizes are great. We also have our friendship socks make along. Any type of socks make for you and a loved one going through Halloween. And remember, they don't have to be exactly matching socks. I've gotten some questions about this on Instagram. They can be totally different patterns. They can be totally different yarns. Uh, One can be for kids. One can be for adults. That's just fine. Just got to make two pairs of full socks. Mm -hmm. Oh, and they don't even need to be full like long. They could be shorties too. Mm -hmm. Don't have to be fingering weight. They could be chunky. They could be DK. They could be sport. Anything you like. Make some socks. Make some socks. We love socks. And since Socktober is still going on, you're going to hear about a lot of socks in this podcast. (laughs) I have some socks. (laughs) I have some socks, too. Most of my progress was on a sock, so. (laughs) Yeah. Should we jump right into our finished objects? Yeah. Did you finish anything? I did finish something. Show, show. Not a sock. It's a washcloth. <gasps> oh my and, gosh. It's and, so perfect. Yeah. I so love it. The candy corn washcloth uh, that it's I'm going to be cute. releasing for free for Coven members and uh, on my Ravelry for like a couple bucks. Sorry. The dog. Is Hi, crazy. Buttercup. I gave her a pork stick, but doesn't assuage her rage at whoever's walking past the home. Sometimes uh, a pork stick doesn't assuage my rage either. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But so this uh, little washcloth will be up, I think, probably this weekend. It's not up right now because I wanted to take a picture of it with some actual candy corns around it. So I may have told Chad to pick some of those up from Walgreens while he was out. Nice. <laughs> I think after Halloween is over, I'm going to pick up some candy corn because I love it. Do you like to also eat candy corn? No. No. No, I will eat you like just... one to two of them and then be like, that's enough. I'm good now. Oh, I definitely can't binge eat candy corn, but I, I, I can enjoy a handful. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like, it's just so like waxy. I don't know. It's yeah, it is. But let's get back to talking about your candy corn washcloth. So it's yeah. mosaic knit. Mm-hmm. It's a black background with the traditional candy corn colors. Yep. And it, look, it's, it looks polka dotty. It is, and it's a little square, and I mean, you can make it Mm -hmm. as big or as small as you want if you wanted to make it more like hand towel size as opposed to washcloth size. Um, Mm -hmm. It will have a nice chart for you to follow in the pattern. Uh, There won't be written instructions because writing anything with color work is not fun for me, so. Uh, yeah and that looks like it's so it's garter so it lays nice and flat you could just keep going and make a scarf you could yeah uh you could definitely make it into a fun little candy corn scarf situation i love it i love everything about it and even though i am not a fan of working with cotton it makes me really want to knit one of those out you could do one in wool and it could be like a mug rug if you I should don't want I it, it's do also it. like you could totally I haven't calculated yardage yet uh and my pattern yardage will be for the car- cotton so that worst mm-hmm. cotton can have a little bit of a discrepancy yardage wise keep that in mind uh but you could do it with scraps really easily because it's going to be like 
I'm sure less than five grams for the candy corn colors, especially. So cute. Yeah. So that was fun. Yay. I finished something kind of seasonal too in traditional Halloween-y colors. I finished my forest fruit socks. Yay. You didn't flip them. Or are you doing two pairs? I'm doing two pairs. That's right. Yeah. So this is one of each for some reason. Yeah. So this is the first pair. This, um, the, I'm using my Mirkwood as the main color and Woodland Realm as the contrast color for the color work. Um, and this is a pattern by Sachiko B on Instagram. I love it. Um, yeah, my color work is, it's not my best color work. It's a little, um, uneven. I might try and fix it on the second pair. Not good at sock color work, or at least I haven't been in the past. I don't know why. Uh, but I have the only time I tried to make color with socks, they turned out like really tight. And normally mm. my color work for sweaters is like too big for the gauge. Like I err on the side of leaving the floats too loose and stuff. So, yeah. So I did a, the, uh, quite a few pairs of the underwing mitts in years past and that's like sock gauge, um, for color work. And that turned out really good and even, I don't know why my color work isn't super even on this one, which is okay. Cause this is the pair for me. And since there's only one size, it starts out a 72 stitch count and then decreases after the color work. And this will be nice. That way I can put it over leggings. Yeah. But my, my friend who I'm making the inverse pair for, she has a slightly smaller foot than I do. So I think I'm going to do the color work section on size zeros because yikes. But I'm going to give that a try and maybe try and do my floats a little differently so it's a little more even. But I really like these. Like the main color is all dark and woodsy and then it's a nice pumpkin-y orange for the color work. They're really cute. Yeah. I want to I'm, see you wear them with some cute short boots. I probably will wear them tomorrow for my book club meeting that we're having outside in a park. I'm going to just dress up like a full-on witch. I'm exciting. What else did I – and I finished one more sock too. Ooh. It's kind of like a half object. It's not a full finished object. I finished my first um, Thorin sock, the cabled one. It's so cute. Yeah. Yay. So I'm using Nitpick Stroll Tweed in this dark brown. I think the colorway is reindeer. And so it's this great cabledy texture. And then I did uh, with the dark brown yarn, I did this like neon speckled pink heel, which is great. My These are for my partner and he's... He doesn't care. He he likes everything. So I really he's like really going to like these. I saw the uh, super neon contrast heel on Instagram, and mm-hmm. I think it's really cute. I like how it's like a really traditional, like, brown tweed cabled sock in front and then a party heel in the back. It's the mullet <laughs> yeah. sock. <laughs> it's the mullet of socks. I really like it. And the foot went so much faster because you're only doing ha- – you're doing half the amount of cabling. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually yeah, did some really fast on that. I'm, I'm crazy impressed with how fast you busted out that insanely covered in cable sock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been working pretty hard on it. I've also not been working at other things so much. I've been enjoying some time off so that I've been knitting a little more, which has been nice for me. Mm-hmm. Um, these are, these are socks for my sweetie that of course just end. There's like the non-existent toe. It just always cracks me up. Um, so because cable cabling um, and color work for that matter. They decrease the elasticity of the fabric that you're working up. You should go up 
in stitch count than you normally would. So these are like on like a million stitches. These are like, I think the leg is like 96 stitches, but it totally looks like a reasonable man's sock. But what I did on the, on the heel, you can see I did the mini heel flap and gusset thing, but I just kept decreasing additionally down until this number of sole stitches are my regular amount of sole stitches for this size of sock. Ah, that was smart. Yeah, I feel all clever because 96 stitches on the foot when half of it is in stock and that seemed a little excessive. I think it would be flapping around maybe. Mm-hmm. A little bit, a little bit. I mean, my, my sweetie does have to buy specifically wide shoes for his feet, but um, even that would be a little much. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the little pop of color on the heel just cracks me up though. It's so funny. <laughs> Yay. So I've officially got three out of the eight socks I want to make for Socktober done. You're doing pretty good then. <laughs> yeah. Did you finish anything else this week? Uh, I haven't finished something, but I have whip progress. Yes. Let's see some whips. Okay. So my whip is a sock. <gasps> Aw. So this <gasps> is the Black Flame Candle sock that I'm working on. It's so cute, right? Oh my gosh. Uh, so this is Nomadic Yarns uh, Hocus Pocus Black Flame Candle colorway. And it's so cute. It has a thicker black stripe and then some smaller stripes that are kind of a pumpkin orange and then like a really nice warm brown and kind of a salmon almost. It's kind of an orangey hmm. salmon. Uh, and then a really light yellow. So it's very Halloween. Uh, But it's like subtle. Like we were saying last week, it's like vintage mm -hmm. Halloween. Yeah, I really like it. I think I'm going to wear these a lot. (laughs) Uh, Because actually my only other long self-striping socks are kind of Christmassy colors. Uh, They're not blatantly Christmas, but they do have like some pinks and some greens in there. So this will go with my wardrobe more regularly. Nice. Uh, but yeah, I so st- I started the um, calf increases already. So the calf mm. increases start back here. So you can see the sock gets wider. Um, and if I flatten it, you can kind of see. The, I do see that. The curve of that calf there. Mm-hmm. I know you were saying you might uh, do a blog post or something about your calf increases. Yes. So or- if you are interested in my cla- calf increases, I have notes in uh my Ravelry projects for uh, the two longest pairs of socks that you'll see in my Ravelry projects. One is oh, cool. a purple to yellow gradient and one is the stripes I mentioned, but I am going to post on Fiber Coven uh, like a recipe for how I do that pretty much. I am eagerly anticipating that because I will be needing that actually pretty soon for one of my socks that I'm working on. Nice. Um, yeah, it's just uh, a little formula that I've found online and then have kind of modified a bit. Um, it will just be for 64 stitches for now. I might go back and write it for the other sizes eventually, but for now it'll just be the size that I usually do it in 64. So Cool. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm almost done with this sock. I uh, weighed this cake and I had like 65 grams left pretty much. Mm-hmm. So I'm probably going to start the cuff soon just to make sure that I have enough of both stripe sequences. So are you going to use a different yarn for the cuff and heel? I'm using the same yarn for the uh, cuff, I think. Well, maybe I should do the cuff in the black. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. 
Yeah. Maybe I'll change to doing the cuff in the black. I always like contrast cuffs for really long socks. Well, it won't really be a contrast because black is a stripe. <laughs> well, you know. Yeah. You know what I mean. I know. But then I could go through one of these lighter stripe sequences, do the black, and then the toe starts off in black and I'd be in a good spot. To- oh, I like the symmetry. Yes. Yes. That would be fun. And then the heels will be black and they'll be very witchy black. Socks. Nice. And this is the BFL base and it's really nice. And, I don't know. It's warm and cozy. I love it. I love it too. Yeah. Yay. I got a little bit of progress done on my nomadic yarn socks too. I'm almost ready to start thinking about heel increases. Um, but these don't look, these don't look too terribly different than last time you saw them. They're just a little bit longer. They're a little longer. I placed markers for my heels. Nice. I have I some... didn't place markers. I just like went past it. So I'll have to figure that out later. <laughs> oh, interesting. I, I have to mark them like while I go or else I'll never remember like where I want to put the heels in. But this I... isn't. I'm doing a cheater method. I should have said this earlier. I'm doing my cheater method for socks, which if it's a sock, pair of socks that I've already made that I like the fit of, I just hold up the sock I'm working mm. on against the existing sock to measure. But how do you find the center stitch? I will mark it before I take it off the needles, but I haven't marked it yet. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I'm also using the Nomadic Yarns BFL. I think it's called Brit Sock Base. Yes. Um in a kind of brown autumnally color with bright gold toes. I've talked about it before. I'll talk about it again. So I'll make it brief this time. Yay. Yay. Very cute. Yeah. And then the only other socks that I am working on is like we were talking about earlier, the second pair of the forest fruit socks. I'm excited this for is, these. Oh, I haven't gotten that far. So don't get too excited. Oh, I just cast, <laughs> I cast on this morning while I was like, listening to NPR, listening to Democracy Crumble in real time. Oh, um, <laughs> so much fun. Best way to start your morning. This is my favorite little sock bag by Tomboy Femme Bags. Um, there's her logo. And it, it's got a little belt loop. I can put it on my belt. I, like I won't it. stop talking about that bag. It's my it's favorite. It's a classy fanny pack. It's a classy fanny pack. Well, it's not got its own belt attached. Um, I just have a little orange cuff for my little forest fruit socks. This is my Woodland Realm colorway on the BFL base, my high toast BFL sock base. Very but cute. I'm hoping to get into that color work maybe tonight because I don't have to do anything besides go to the thrift store today. Ooh, exciting. I know. I'm trying to thrift my Halloween costume. Ooh, nice. Where are you going to be? <laughs> I'm going to be um, US Opian champion Naomi Osaka. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't like dress up for things, but my um, volunteer group that I'm a part of is doing a kids event. So I needed a costume. Nice. Yeah. So that should be good. Yeah. Those are all my whips. Do you have any more whips this week? Uh, I do. I So I worked on my blanket a bit. So I'll just show you that for a hot second. Cause... Yeah. Well, you were on vacation, right? Yeah. Yeah. We went to a little cabin Airbnb in the Appalachians. And just kind of like chilled out in. Do you say Appalachians? It isn't it Appalachia? Yeah, but I don't live there, so I oh. don't say it like that. Oh, <laughs> that's like three okay. and a half hours away for us. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not from there, but I never, I never heard it called 
Appalachians. I always heard it like the Southern way growing up. People in Illinois call it the Appalachians, but they also call Louisville, Louisville. So, yeah. Yeah. No, we, we'd been through this before, like the new Orleans thing in Nolens. I was Mm -hmm. like, Appalachians. (laughs) Yeah. No, I haven't, I haven't heard it said that way enough to Mm. have that flipped in my default mode yet. Nice. But it looks so pretty from your pictures. Nice and chill and relaxing. Yeah. Lots of good blanket work time. I got from this square. No, that's not where I started. I started here. All the way to here. Those top row. Whoa. Mm -hmm. So much. That's so many. That's like eight squares. Mm -hmm. How long does it take you to do a square? Nine squares. Nine squares. Wow. Uh, I mean, it takes me definitely over an hour to do a square, but that's about as much as I know because I'm really bad at timing myself. Mm-hmm. I was just seeing because it takes me like definitely close to an hour per square. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite, my favorite blanket. I know. I'm so, it's like so close to being done that I like have delusions that I'm going to finish it like this winter, but I don't know if that'll happen. <laughs> I hope so. It's so nice. Yeah. Now I have to weave in ends though, because every two rows I've been weaving in the ends and mm. this time. So. Yikes. That's a lot of ends. Yeah. Put on a good audiobook and weave in the ends. It's usually what I do. Mm-hmm. Well, so my other whip is also kind of like an acquisition thing. Mm-hmm. Well, let's do that. Let's talk about nice. things we've acquired. Show me, show me your other whip slash acquisition. So my other whip is my descent cardigan, which I'm not going to nice. pull out of the bag because I'm just like halfway through the second button band. Uh, and I haven't finished it because I need to count stitches to figure out where to place my buttonholes. But I ordered this ribbon that I don't like. The infamous ribbon. It's shiny. It's a shiny ribbon with flowers on it. It's shiny. So (laughs) uh, I ordered this from Mood Fabrics. uh, Mm -hmm. And it's a jacquard ribbon uh, that is super metallic gold background thread. Like really tacky. It really is. Like it's hard to take pictures of it. I, I see why I so I had no idea that it was this metallic when I bought it. I thought that it was like a cream with like flecks of gold metallic woven in there. I did not think it was solid gold metallic. It's it's really bold. Yeah. It's I mean, it's it's just, like, so tacky. It reminds me of their little detailing on the Star Trek original series uniforms. Like, the little <laughs> gold squiggles. Ugh. <laughs> um, but it has, like, purple and lavender flowers stitched into it that I thought were cute. And my yarn is purple. So I had been excited. Mm-hmm. But I got it in the mail, and it's extremely shiny. So... I decided I'm not going to use it. Uh, and I know it goes on the inside because I'm just covering my steak, uh reinforcement with this. So it's like not like it's going to be in the front of the sweater or anything. But I uh, also think that it's extremely slippery because of the metallicness. So I'm kind of concerned that while I like am stitching it to the sweater that it's just going to like slide around and be all over the place and then make for like kind of a lumpy, bumpy sewing job. Mm-hmm. That happened, and then I really want to finish the sweater this weekend uh, so I can wear it because it's uh, virtual Rhinebeck and stuff, and it's also, like, chilly, and I just want to wear the sweater. I want to wear it to vote. 
I got points. Mm-hmm. So I went to Joanne's and got a replacement. <laughs> oh, nice. Yes. I like that. I was not expecting, I don't know why I'm, I guess I'm like a huge snob. I wasn't expecting Joanne's to have a ribbon that I would like to use. I thought they were going to have like all gross grain, like printed things, but this is Mm -hmm. actually a little woven ribbon. So. Oh yeah. So it's a black background with little red and pink flowers. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm a little bit sad that it doesn't match as well as I thought the first one was going to with the purple, but it looks, it looks the like red and pink looks nice with the purple. So it'll still be cute. It's classy. Thank you. So yeah, that is the thing I'm going to do this weekend, I think. I love it. I can't wait to see it all finished. So I have acquired a lot of things this week, but none of them are yarn. Oh, nice. I have to like bring my little box up here so I can show okay so first off I got um so I'm gonna do a swap with a friend sometime in the ensuing uh colder months we're going to uh get each other like a little do a little witchy swap so Michelle if you're watching this or listening to this go go away now (laughs) (laughs) you know who you are um but I ordered from a circle of stitches they're like a yarn and like semi-occult stuff shop. I saw this on Home Row Fiber Co.'s Instagram post and I ran because I knew it was the perfect deck for my friend. She doesn't like, um, she didn't want something like modern, but she didn't, she's not into creepy stuff like I am. So I thought classic would be good for her. So I got her the classic deck. It's the Smith Weight Tarot uh, Centennial Edition reprint. So it's got that like vintage Art Nouveau like vibe to it. Yeah, and so, this yeah. is like the deck that like made tarot popular in mm-hmm. years. Uh, and I have something hilarious, which is this. <laughs> same thing. It's the same did, thing. Did, where did you get yours? Circle of stitches. And <laughs> it's because I saw the home row fiber post. Why didn't you tell me earlier? And I told you I was getting this. I didn't, I didn't like think about it being the same thing. <laughs> so I signed up for that class that Home Row was talking about, but I didn't have a, I don't have a standard tarot deck. My tarot deck I have mm. is like an Oracle deck. So it doesn't mm-hmm. have like all the suits and stuff. So I got this so I could do that class. <laughs> I also ordered some uh, books and I got in for, I don't know who the books are for yet, but I'm excited. I just got some used books from a used bookseller online. I'm a big fan of used books. I don't know. They just smell better. Um, So I got that. So many things I got. I got a surprise package from Carol of Haverland Yarns, who's like a spooky queen. I love her. This was the card she sent me. I love that I know she posted this art. It's Mm -hmm. It's like a skeleton Grim Reaper guy who's knitting a big red cloak over us graveyard it's fantastic and it says the image is called veil knitter by sam heimer and i will show that here so if you are interested in purchasing prints of this that's where you do it i love it and then so she sent me some masks they're all supernatural masks this one cracks me up so this one's got baby and some anti-possession marks, and it says uh, the road so far on a cream background on the inside. It's like tattoo art, too. 
That's inside. It's just a print of uh, the actor who plays Dean making ridiculous faces. And like, honestly, that's what makes an actor like it's like the secret key into my heart when somebody can be like really attractive and serious and like look beautiful while crying, but also like make some hilarious faces. Like that's good acting. Yeah. I mean, like a strong 70 to 80 percent of gifts you send are him. So, I mean, it's the best. That's a perfect mask for you. It is. And then, so, and then there, this other supernatural fabric, and it's just got um, a little demon trap. It says ghost facers, little pig in a poke, love me some pie, on a nice blue background. And then also um, a black one that's a similar print, but just with some of the funny stuff on it with lots of nice uh, spooky symbols. Those are cute. They look like yeah. they fit nice, too. They're a good shape. Mm-hmm. They're a pretty nice shape. I have a small face, so they're a little big for me, but I don't think you'd notice that when my when my hair is down, they, they fit pretty good. Mm-hmm. But um, I know Carol does sell some masks in her shop, which is Haverland on Etsy, and she says she has both a, a regular adult size and a petite size. But I'm really excited about this. Uh, my local area has a lot of, let's just say, like, uh, QAnon sort of people who think that the Illuminati and, like, witches are running the government. So I get yelled at a lot about things like that. And I figure if they're going to call me a witch, I'm going to really start dressing in it like one. So I'm really excited to wear these out and about and get called, like, a baby blood drinking witch by QAnon conspiracy theorists. Sounds fun. I'm so excited. I can't wait. I, I just I just have so much more stuff. <laughs> also, another thing I got this week, uh, my dad came by to just say hello. We just sat in my front yard. He's got some uh, definitely some pre-existing conditions. So I was like, you best stay out my house, fella. Um, but he dropped off some produce for me and these hairpins. Cool. He, he whittled them. My dad's pretty good at woodworking and he made me two uh, Azula hairpins. Those are cool. Yeah. So they're about maybe the pin part is maybe about four inches long. You can see, and it's the double prong. I like the double prong. And it's the little Fire Nation emblem on the top. These are just raw wood. I have to finish them. That's maybe I will ask you. I'm obviously going to do one in gold Mm -hmm. because I have to. But should I do them both in gold? What wood are they? I don't know. They're just a light colored wood. Do you think it would be cool if you stained one, like, red to keep the wood grain showing? Maybe so, but I already have a red Azula hairpin. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I forgot about the prototype one. <laughs> yeah, my prototype one is already red. Hmm. I know. That's my – that's my um, on my list of errands to run when we're done recording. I'm going to go to the hardware store and get some um, gold spray paint for at least one of these. Mm-hmm. But Maybe like just a, natural stain. Like, like a wood red, like cherry, like a cherry mm-hmm. stain. So it's like wood color, but with a little bit of red for that Fire Nation theme. Yeah. Maybe so. I'm excited to have some new some new hairpins. What's the point of owning hairpins if they're not nerdy? Right. I mean, they at least have to be cute and beautiful, but add some nerd theming. I love them. Yay! I'm Yay. just going to look like a deranged Fire Nation princess all around. I'm excited for it. Yeah, what do they say? Dress for the job you want, not the job you have? Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> and 
the last thing I got is I or I did I got an order from Geneva Bowers, who is an artist. I ordered a bunch of stuff. I know I I post her stuff regularly for Things We Love Thursday. She's one of my favorite artists on Instagram. She's GDB. B is in the, like the insect B E E. And there is all her contact information there if anybody was looking. She does incredible, like, kind of witchy art. And I love it. I got I got mainly things for giveaway prizes. So these are things for everybody. Yay. I got stickers. I got this cute little, like, croissant witch. She's adorable. Isn't she? Mm-hmm. I got this, like, not putting up with any of your BS witch in pink. I love her hat. It's a great hat. I got this like plant loving crystal queen looking gal here. Very, very cute. I like her plant hair. And I got this little like, look, it's a little witch in a Vespa with a a tomato plant. (laughs) That's adorable. It's the cutest sticker I've ever seen in my life. So yay, stickers for giveaways. I got a free postcard in there too. I wasn't expecting this. Just this nice image of like mostly a landscape and a pizza hut and a little figure and her dog in the front. I love that. That's awesome. Yay, free postcard. I'm definitely keeping that because I send postcards. But I also got, um, I don't know if I'm going to keep, one of them's definitely going to be a giveaway prize. I got notebooks. One of them is that same witch in the pink hat. And one of them is this celestial image with a little... Cute. Little and witch the in the center. Notebooks have some little gold foil details on them that are very yes, cute as well. they're definitely sparkly. And one of them is blank, and one of them is lined. But yay! Yay! I like it when I'm artists so have both options for notebooks. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. It's a nice thin little notebooks. Good for just jotting down, you know, project notes, magic spells, list of enemies to curse. You know, whatever your witchy heart desires. So enter your prizes in our giveaways and such, and you might win these delightful little things. Yay! Hooray! And those are all the things I got this week. You want to talk about the occult corner now? Yeah. Yeah. So we have been kind of um, mulling over a collaboration that's moon-themed. If you've been watching our office hours, you probably know all about it, just too much about it. Mm But that means I have to dye some moon-themed yarn, which I decided to name Artemis. So I wanted to talk about the goddess Artemis today for a cult corner. I love mythology. I yeah. did do research for this one because oh. I figured you already knew about all of the things. Yeah, I didn't really research it either. But anyway, I did, I did briefly flip through. But Artemis is the Greek goddess of the moon. She's the twin sister of Apollo. She was, of course, born because Zeus could not keep it in his pants. As all of Uh, his children. (laughs) As all of his children are. Zeus was really into this woman, Leda, and he decided to turn himself into a swan. Oh, I forget she's the swan one. (laughs) Yeah, the swan one. Is that what it is? I can't keep my Greek mythology straight because I think Zeus might have pulled this trick multiple times because the swan based trick and it always results in twins because there's uh, Pollux and Castor, which are the Gemini um, 
I think they were swan babies. And then there's something else that says that Helen of Troy was another of the swan babies. But anyway, Artemis and Apollo definitely came first. And even in some myths, they say that um, Artemis was the first twin born and she became her mother's midwife and helped birth her brother. But Artemis is the goddess of so many things, most notably the moon, but also the hunt and of she's a protector of virginity. And she's also a midwife goddess. Nice. All the mythology around her is just as savage as the rest of Greek mythology, which I love. There's a lot of like uh, her almost getting raped and then she turns them into something horrible and, you know, turns them into an animal that then gets killed by their own dogs. Like lots of poetic justice. Nice. Yeah. Also figures heavily into the Iliad. Artemis is Diana in... Other yes. naming convention? Okay, cool. In Roman naming convention, she's yeah. Diana. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's also a myth that comes in the beginning of the Iliad, which um, people who are at all familiar with Christianity will notice as a little familiar. The, the um, Aegean, the Greek fleet, is ready to uh, set sail for Troy. The winds and seas and tides are not in their favor. They figure it out. It's Artemis who's pissed off. King Agamemnon decides to sacrifice his young unmarried daughter Ephigenia to Artemis in order for favorable winds and seas to go invade Troy. Um, And of course, he absolutely does kill her. But in the last second, Artemis replaces her with a stag and she gets accepted into like Artemis's chorus of handmaidens. Oh, nice. Yeah, there's a lot of repetition of mythology within all of our world's ancient religions. There's a lot of virgin births. There's a lot of, you know, child sacrifice that gets like, zoop, like God switch you out at the last second. Mm-hmm. A lot of repetition going on. <laughs> I also really like, too, that they didn't obviously have the language for it that we do now, but I like that she's a queer-coded goddess. Like, either she's asexual or, like, a little on the sapphic side, let's say, like there's no, there's no men in her life. She's at, like, there's Orion who was her hunting buddy, but like that was not necessarily a romantic thing and it didn't end well. She's just constantly surrounded by like young virgins and like whether that's like an expression of like asexuality, like we don't need a man, like we don't need a relationship to define us sort of a thing or whether it's like a I'd rather not be around men sort of a thing. Like either way, that's a little bit of some, some queer coding, which I really kind of, I don't want to say like, because like ancient cultures were deeply problematic, but at least in Greek and Roman cultures, they didn't pretend like queer people didn't exist. That's true. Mm -hmm. Like even like obnoxious, terrible straight man, the worst of them, Zeus, like had a no homo moment. Like, Zeus is always out snatching up girls left and right, turning into different animals to bang different ladies all the time. And then like Ganymede rolls along and he's just like so hot, just so hot. And Zeus just goes, no homo, but you're coming up to Olympus and pouring my wine for me for eternity. (laughs) Yeah. We should all like strive to be like ancient peoples in those, in that respect of like, whoever you like, as long as it's consenting, it's great. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know about the consent, consent no. as much with ancient people. No, they weren't big on the consent in the ancient world, but they were okay with dudes banging whoever they wanted. I don't know, man. It's a disaster. 
ancient <sighs> disasters. I feel like that could be on after ancient aliens. I know. Oh man. Man, how does that get on the history channel? Like that's not history. <laughs> that is the show that is like most common to be on in a work break room, I feel like. <laughs> oh man, I have li- I've never worked in an office where there was a TV. It's always like the History Channel or something that people put. Or history Channel and HGTV are always on in work break rooms. Mm-hmm. Ugh, yeah. I don't like HGTV. I'm not a fan. I like parts of it, but don't like most of it. Yeah. I was actually talking about that with um with a friend earlier in the week. It's like, bring back the this old house kind of home improvement television. Like, so that's this is a problem and how you fix it. Though, right? I yeah yeah Yeah, like less like mindless consumerism and like fake situations where people have already picked out what house they're gonna buy more just like homeowner knowledge yeah i also enjoy architectural things so like i like some Mm. british home improvement kind of shows that would be on like they're on bbc but they would be on hgtv if they were here where it's like they're there's one called escape to the country and it's like oh yes let us go look at this adorable little cottage that was built in the 1600s and whatever Mm -hmm. yeah the old country's wild it's old (laughs) (laughs) yeah like that's how old our oldest western stuff is in the states is like you know less than 500 years old and that's their like semi-modern stuff over there yep (laughs) oh man do we have anything else to talk about in our occult corner i think that's about it I think that's it. Cool. So let's let's show off some stuff that you can you can buy from us now. <laughs> you just had a, a pattern come come up, right? Uh, yes. So I have a new pattern set from Knit Picks uh, that Yay. is available on the Knit Picks website in their new collection. Uh, it's I forget what the title part is, but it's look. Like, luxury knits so it's all Hmm. they're like more luxury yarns uh but that's still very they're still very affordable oh yeah for sure but like they have alpaca and silk contents so they call them like luxury fibers Mm -hmm. uh so these are the mitts and oh my gosh i remember you showed me sketches of those way back in the day yes yeah so that's how long it takes for me to publish a pattern through knit picks uh but they are knit in their City Tweed DK. Mm-hmm. which uh, That's a really nice yarn. Yes. I have used both the heavyweight City Weed and the DK for most of the things that I have published. City Weed? City Tweed. <laughs> <laughs> Wink. Uh, <laughs> uh, because, yeah, it's just so nice. It's Tweed and it's very affordable. And it's just coming up looking a little lilac to me. Is it more like a grapey purple in real life? So it's kind of a weird one because it actually is kind of, it is kind of lilac lavender, but Mm -hmm. there is a heathered aspect of red and blue within that. I I don't know if you can see it a little bit. It's one of those that's extremely hard to photograph because of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. I forgot what I should have. Uh, written down what the actual colorway I used for my samples was but the pattern is shown in a light green in the book but mine are made out of this lilac-y situation and there's a matching hat and mitts and they have uh, rib 
twisted rib that goes up and kind of forms like equalizer readouts like that you would see mm -hmm. on a speaker. Uh, yeah, just some little nice vertical lines for interest. Yeah, that's the name. And they kind of uh, form little stalactites and stalagmites together uh, nice. at the bottom of the top. And they're all just on a reverse stockinette background. Had Gorgeous. And Love they it. come together as a set on the Nitpicks website, I believe. And they're part of a collection or? Yes. Yeah, so the way Nitpicks collections work is they release a physical book and you can mm -hmm. either buy the physical book, which has like 20 some patterns in it, or buy the ebook and get a PDF, or you can buy all the patterns individually off their website. And then you get nice. it as just a regular PDF pattern. Cool. Mm -hmm. Sweet. Yay. Yeah. Well, I dyed up some fiber this week and I'll have it for the update that will be on Sunday, the 18th of October. I dyed up two one-of-a-kind colorways. This one I'm calling Artemis. Big surprise. Um, I'm excited. I have it on all of my fiber bases, such as I have a sock blend, which is a superwash merino, nylon, and bamboo blend, as well as organic Polworth and 19.5 micron um, merino. So here is Artemis. It's a nice gray with some subtle, like, purple going on to it. It's a nice tonal gray. The fiber turned out really luscious and fluffy. I'm a big, I'm a big fan. It's very like storm clouds rolling in kind of looking with the yeah. purple gray and the floofy floofs. It, it really is. It's a nice little floofy floof. And then I did one that's a lot more vibrant and I have it on both bases as well. I have to like rustle through my BS here and find, find a hook. Yay! So this one here is a white base with dark blue and pink and purple and black and gray speckles all over it. Those speckles will be like super fun when you're spinning to work. It's going to be so subtle when it's worked up. I love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I'll have both of these uh, one-of-a-kind colorways on all three fiber bases in the shop on Sunday the 18th of October. Yay! Yay. And that's all the fun. Awesome. And fiber, fiber takes a long time. That's all I managed to do this week. I'll have um, I'll have eight ounces of each of those on each of the three bases. Nice. Yeah. Sweet. I think that about wraps it up for the podcast this week. If you'd like to talk to us on the internet, we're at Fiber Coven on Instagram, on Patreon, individually. I'm Valkyrie Fiber. She's Kitty with a cupcake. All around the internet. Yes, and you can find show notes to the podcast at our website, fibercoven.com. Hooray! Hooray! Well, until next week, Kevin, keep making yarn magic. Bye! Bye! Bye.